Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And you know this month we are highlighting veterans and spouses of veterans and military families to you know, pay honor and tribute to all of these incredible people who keep our country safe every day. So joining me today is Jessica Manfrey. She is, now get this, we've got a lot of bullet points on her. She's an <laughs> author, a freelance writer for multiple publications. She also provides telehealth therapy for children and families for a small nonprofit. She's a social worker, has a master's in social uh, work as well. And um, she's the co-founder and CFO, which <laughs> I hate finances anyway, so I'm very impressed <laughs> that you're running that part. Of Inspire Up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> of Inspire Up, a nonprofit promoting global generosity and kindness through education, empowerment, and community building. She's also the spouse of an active duty Coast Guardsman and mother of two. Now, of all the things she said on her bio, this I really had to make sure we hit. When she isn't working, you can find her reading a good book and drinking way too much coffee. So I hope you've had your coffee this morning, Jessica. Thank I, you for Yes. <laughs> your podcast was an excuse to go to Starbucks and get a yes. pumpkin spice latte because I'm basic like that and I'm fall <laughs> all the way. So yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Awesome. I love it. Um, it's funny. I went by the other day and my husband, we were walking by a Starbucks and I go, oh, I think I want a pumpkin spice latte. And he's like, I'm not walking anywhere with you while you're drinking pumpkin spice. <laughs> Why all like, the hate on pumpkin? I don't get it. I don't what did pumpkin know. ever do to them? I know. Exactly. I don't know what his deal was. <laughs> But I gave your, you know, a little bit of an overview, but tell us about you, about, you know, your, what you do, but also, you know, talk a little, we're going to get into a dialogue about, you know, what is it like to be the wife of an active uh, Coast Guardsman, which is probably pretty scary at times. So tell us a little bit more about you. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I actually met my husband when I was 19 years old mm -hmm. and um, we, I, I'm from Florida. And so he ended up getting stationed in my hometown Fun fact, we were on our first date and he told me what he did. Oh, this is how dumb I was as a teenager. I was like, what's the Coast Guard? <gasps> and I am surprised that this guy did not go, okay, we just, we, this isn't going to work <laughs> you know? uh, because uh, I grew up in Florida. The Coast Guard station was right there, but that's how dumb I was as a teenager. But he came back. He didn't run away. Um, <laughs> 
but um, so I've been on this journey for a while with him now. We're going on 16 years of being together and moving mm-hmm. all over who I am in a nutshell. I mean, you kind of said it in my bio, um, all things kindness, all things giving back service. Like that's really like the heart of who I am. That's why we formed the nonprofit, you know, because we, we actually last year, a bunch of girls who are also spouses and I started a movement called Giving Tuesday Military. It's under the Giving Tuesday umbrella, but that was our campaign. And it was such an incredible day. And when it was over, we were like, all right, this can't be it. Like we need to keep it going. And so we formed Uh. Fire Up and it's, we use the word passion project all the time, but that's what it is for us. You know, we're all you have such big different backgrounds, you know, one's a physician's assistant, one's a business owner, one's a graphic designer, but we come together for this and it just gives us a lot of purpose and, you know, it's special and somewhere, something we can bring with us wherever we go as we PCS or move, as you guys call it. So, right. Yeah. So uh, tell us something, talk a little bit about Inspire Up, like, you know, how do you do these things? It's, it's a great premise. I love it. How do we do it? Okay, so for us, I think the biggest thing too is there's such a gap between civilian and military, right? And we actually prefer to call them patriotic supporters because civilian just sounds so, you know, we uh-huh. really wanted to bridge that. Like there are so many things that we can do together. You'll see in the nonprofit world that, um, especially in the military nonprofit world, it's geared towards one specific branch or, you know what I mean, or a class, mm-hmm. if you will, of people. And ours is like, no, we're going to. We're going to serve the military families in need. We're going to work with the first responder spouses because there are people too, you oh, know? Yeah. And so each project that we're able to do um, just highlights that, you know, we recently started doing a box. I think that's one of our most special projects yet. It's um, we partnered with Brittany Bacher and her discovering your spark program. And each box, it, it, it really does help you find your spark, right? That purpose, that thing that's you. And then we also have call to action in there of how you can go out into your community and do good and we give them away. They're completely free. We have amazing sponsors that love this premise. And, you know, so every quarter, you know, people sign up and um, we announce our winners and then they get them for free. And it's just, it's so much fun and it feels so good. You know, we have a blast. That's wonderful. I love, um, I love it in so many ways. I love the fact that, you know, you, um, aligned it with all kinds of different people. So, you know, bringing different minds and backgrounds together. I love that your whole focus is no matter where you guys end up, you can still make it happen because you're right. Moving is, is a part of, of this life. And, um, and so you can keep some continuity for each other because one of the things that I'm learning in this process is, you know, that, you know, it's really tough to do all those moves and have to, you know, make new friends and find new, um, you know, new, uh, you know, everything. Groups, yeah, yeah new, new everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to somebody and she's like, you know, you don't even know like where to, you know, who, who do you get your hair done by? You know, like what's the best grocery store to go to? And so just keeping something that with all the change that is a, con, a you know, continuous uh, uh, network for you must be really great. Oh yeah. It feels good. So, um, and so, you know, we're always like hitting new things that I'm learning about, you know, this, about being a part. And on, uh, by the way, I love that you said patriotic supporters instead of civilians. <laughs> we, it's, it's huge. Like if you go to our yeah. Giving Tuesday military website, you know, it asks for affiliation and in there is patriotic supporters. We have a huge population that are like, we love you. We love this. We want to serve you for serving us. And it's, we have a heart for that. Right. And, and that really should be because it's, it's about us all coming together, no matter what, 
And uh, I love it. Very good. Um, so you've already hit a couple things though, that probably we didn't know about military life, but you know, what do you think is one thing that everyone should know about what it means to be, have, you know, uh, have a, a spouse or be a part of, you know, a military world because you are the spouse of, but you're affected by it just as much. <sighs> like a misconception maybe that maybe the public might have, you think, or just. Maybe, or sometimes, you know, um, just something, you know, like one of the people that I was just talking with was talking about, you know, oh, I mean, we did, we talked about how difficult it was to move. And, you know, you don't think of those little things like where's, you know, how do, how do you find a dry cleaner, you know, the, you know, yes. the, the, the simple things, but, you know, whether it's a misconception or just something, I think it's really important that people recognize how many different ways your life is impacted by being the spouse of someone in, the, in a military branch? So for spouses, I would say our biggest challenge usually revolves around employment, really. Um, yeah. It's a big issue. It's dominating the news. I mean, if you look at the statistics, our unemployment rate sits around 25%. Our underemployment rate is about 40%. Um, mm. And when you compare us to our patriotic supporter population, mm -hmm. um, we actually have higher education compared, you know, when you look at the peers but we're underemployed and unemployed. And so that leads many of us to creating our own businesses. We, and that's why you see, I'm a freelance writer for multiple publications. If there's yeah. a military publication out there, I'm probably writing for them. Um, and many of us do that, you know, because it's a, it's a source of income that we can bring with us. You know, I laugh when I see um, people freaking out over remote work and I'm like, that has been our jam for like ever. <laughs> You know, because it's something that, you know, we can do, you know, it's, yeah. it's a struggle. And I've had, I'm trying to think about five years ago, I took on a job of running a, um, I've spent, you know, the last decade pretty much working with um, people who have disabilities, developmental disabilities. And so I was running um, a project and about a month into this job, my employer said, your military spouse, I think it just slipped out like in conversation. Uh -huh. And he's like, I wouldn't have hired you if I had known. Oh, oh. And it's so true, you know, um, because they want that continuity and they want that right. you know, stability. And so they look at us and they're like, and so to, it really depends on the job and where, where you're going in your life. But a lot of us lie and don't, even, or I shouldn't say lie. We withhold that part of ourselves. Right. Right. Know? And we do it purposefully because, you know, we're trying to get that job or whatever it is. And we know yeah. we can only commit so much time to it. So I'll give you a good line then for that. Um, so you don't have to say lie. So my <laughs> husband, my husband uses this line all the time that honesty is the only policy, but openness is not the only strategy. Ooh, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes so much sense because you're right. You know, I mean, if, if somebody would ask you point blank, you're going to say, yes, I am, but you don't have to divulge that information. But how, how shocking was that to hear somebody say that to you and say, I wouldn't have hired you. I wow. I was definitely taken aback um, from a business standpoint. I guess I get it. Um, maybe mm -hmm. for that position specifically, because I was working with a certain population, their families and to, right. you know, have me leave, you know, wouldn't have been positive, but I, I don't know. At this point where I'm at now, it's very, if you go to my LinkedIn, it's very clear. Like the picture yeah. in the background is me and my husband on a couch. He's in uniform. Like there's no hiding. Right. Because I am where I am now in my career, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. But I think about those young spouses, Yeah, you know, it's hard. It's, it's very hard. So I think that would be the biggest thing that, um, or sacrifice that maybe the public doesn't really necessarily consider, 
um, yeah. how difficult it is. And, you know, um, we're not rich. I would also like to say most people, <laughs> most people look at the military and they're like, oh, they've got it made. You know, they got the housing allowance and the, we're not. And, you know, no. you got a spouse who's struggling to find a job. It's, we make it work, but it's a huge sacrifice for sure. Well, and you know, that really makes me think too about, you know, the evolution of somebody's career, you know, because let's say, you know, you do get hired and you do get hired for a right position and whatnot, but you don't have the time to stay and really grow with a company or maybe continue to evolve to what might be a next position so that even if you move, you're continuing to up the ladder. That's got to be a significant um, factor against somebody's, you know, upward mobility within, um, you know, their career trajectory. Absolutely. And I mean, I, it's probably a horrible joke, but if people look at some of our resumes, they're like, they're a terrorist. Like, you know, the positions we've held, the way we've moved, like it's, it's, we're just like all over the place. But I also feel like that's a positive when it comes to bringing us in because we've, we've got a diverse career, right? We've worked with multiple kinds of populations. Many of us have been overseas or been stationed in places so unique. And so I think we bring that perspective. So I think if employers would just consider things like that, like what we actually bring to the table, that may not be a negative, you know, mark when they're trying to factor in whether to employ us, right. you know, and look at the, look at where we are now. Everybody's going remote, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I think that's, it's really interesting. Cause I, you know, I work primarily with, with um, you know, people's careers, you know, so making them a better leader, making them a better sales professional, helping them understand and navigate, you know, how to uh, get where they want to get. Um, but you know, the impact, and I always talk about, you know, whatever you have, figure out how to spin it the right way because everything has a positive spin. You just have to know it, look for it, believe in it. Um, in fact, I remember somebody telling me once long ago that, you know, she took a look at my resume and, and this was long, long ago. And she's like, you're never going to get anywhere. You've, you've, you've changed jobs too many times. And I said, well, that's really interesting because every time I change jobs, it's because somebody called me and offered me a job. I never have gone after my first job. I never had to go look for a job and at literally my whole career and things just happened. And I thought, well, that's funny, you know, and I really wanted to go back and tell her when I was a vice president of sales. Yeah. And I'm like managing a hundred million dollars and 500 people. I'm like, yeah, you know, Mm -mm. uh, yeah. No, I'm with you. I am with you, with you. And I think that we're in a different day, day and age, right? Long gone yeah. are the days that you stay at a company for 20 years. Nobody does that. Right. Nobody yeah, does. no kidding. It's just I agree. So tell me though, um, you know, how how many times have you moved? So you guys have been together 16 years. You know, where have you been? How long do you stay in a place? Well, the military was kind to me. Let's just, you know, I grew up in Florida. He got stationed in my hometown and then um, he took uh, an emer- a critical fill on a ship uh, three hours from my hometown on the other coast of Florida. So that was my first move. Cool. I was home once a month. My family is (laughs) Italian and very close. And when I moved, Oh God, it was very dramatic, but I was home once a month for a long weekend. It was great. And then we got married and moved to Alaska. (gasps) Oh, wow. From Florida to Alaska. I had never seen snow. I mean, it was an incredible adventure, right? Like, you know, yeah. we were in Juneau. I learned to ski because there's a little ski resort there. We were hiking. It was, it was incredible, but it was very difficult for my family. And I mean, my long distance bill, you know, because back in the day, uh, 
So okay, yeah, that's right. Right. But they, I would say the, the military was kind because they eased us into it. But um, at this point I have moved with him nine times. Wow. Yeah. Because um, he's, you know, he's a, he's a fantastic coastie. That's what we call him. He, <laughs> you know, he advances. And when you advance, yeah. you don't get to stay in your job. So we are short toured pretty often. Um, mm -hmm. you know, as a matter of fact, we're here outside of St. Louis now, and, um, we were supposed to be in the job we came from for four years. We were only there for three because, you know, he had this opportunity. So you can't guarantee anything, you know, it doesn't matter that they tell you you're going to be somewhere two, three years. It's either him or the military ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> and he ruins it by getting promoted. <laughs> I know, I know. But you know, it's, I think it really all is in your attitude. Um, and I'm, I, I'm what we call a seasoned spouse at this point. I'm used to moving. I enjoy it. I like the adventure. Mm -hmm. My good core group of friends are spread out across the world. And so yeah. we've been FaceTiming long before COVID. We've been like, that was our way of connecting. And so it's, it's just part of normal life. It's just now we're dealing with making sure the kids are okay and they have right. that same spirit, you know, of, of being okay with it. So, you know, that's a really good point too, because with your kids, I know that, um, my, um, cousins, uh, they grew up in a, uh, my uncle was in, um, the Navy and, uh, so they were all over the place. And I know that that was tough on, you know, them in, when they were younger and then they, well, I was going to say then they kind of stayed play, but they didn't stay. They were in Washington state and they were in DC and back. Um, and I know that, you know, that's one of the things that my, my uh, one cousin in particular, you know, she talks about um, just how tough it was, you know, to, to make friends, but, you know, just like you have found a way to keep in touch with your friends. Um, those are things that people didn't have in my cousin's day. You know, I mean, you had the telephone, but there was long distance charges. So you weren't going to do that. But now just being able to see people and FaceTime with friends for the kids, I would think that that would make it not easy, but maybe easier to still feel like you're not completely losing people and keep in touch with those that are most important. Definitely. Um, and you know, um, the last two moves have been in a big predominantly military area. So that's made it easier for my son who's older because yeah. he's used to friends coming and going. I mean, we were, before here, we were in Cape May. That is the home of the enlisted boot camp of the Coast Guard. His elementary school was 70% Coastie kids. So everybody was in and out, in and out. Wow. And so it was hard, but at the same time, it was such a part of his life that, right. you know, and here we're right outside of Scott Air Force Base and Transcom. Every branch yeah. there is, you know, his class, it may not be 70% military, but like he's got at least five military kids in his class. So, yeah. you know, that, I think that helps. Now what's hard is the Coast Guard tends to get sent to remote locations. You know, there might be a mm -hmm. boat with 12 people or, you know, that's where it's, it's a struggle because then you're the only military kid. Nobody gets it. And it's, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So what's the most important lesson that you've learned being a military spouse? Oof. You know, we have this saying. It's, I'm sure everybody's using it now with the pandemic, but it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> you know? And I really just think it's, and we joke a lot, you'll hear in the military space about Murphy's law of deployment and just see all the things that go wrong. And um, I think because I've experienced all of that, it does build a deep sense of resiliency in most of us, you know? Mm -hmm. um, obviously you should seek help if you're struggling with that. But I think the biggest lesson was that I'm gonna be okay. I can do hard things. I'm not the 19 year old, number one, I know what the Coast Guard is, but 
<laughs> I'm not that 19 year old girl anymore. You know, when he, you know, we're at a land unit now, it's probably, I don't think he'll ever go back to a ship, but when we, when we were on a ship in St. Petersburg, um, and my son was little, we only had my son at the time. It was hard. He was gone for two months home for seven weeks gone, you know? Mm. And so I had to learn to restring the weed whacker or I, I, anything that went wrong. Yeah you learn to figure it out. And there's a sense of empowerment in that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the biggest lesson is that you can do hard things, you know? Um, and, and I think that's a lesson that anybody can, you know, take from this, you know, whether you're military or not, is it, it's going to suck. And, uh, but you can, you can. And then I think it's just going to make you even tougher for the next hard thing that will come along because life doesn't not stress you out. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's so true. And I love how every time you say that you, like you said, and we were on a ship and we, you know, you, your, your sense of embracing it, you might not have physically been on the ship, but you, we, as you know, as a family, you know, we're doing those things together. And I, I can feel your, just in how you say um, what you say, I can feel your sense of we're all in this together. <laughs> we're going to help each other. We got it. Yeah. We got it. Mm. Totally. We totally do. So if you could go back in time and talk to uh, the younger Jessica and tell her anything that would have shocked her potential farther or faster or kept her on the same path, other than knowing what the Coast Guard was uh, at that point in time, <laughs> when, uh, when would you go back to her? What would you tell her? Oh, my goodness. I, um, I think one of the biggest things I've learned and what I would tell that young girl is that it's okay to fail. Like, it, it's really okay. Um, you know, we, we kind of go into this life, especially when we're younger, where we have to be successful and everything has to be perfect. And, you know, that's not always going to work out. And sometimes your greatest failures are going to turn into your most beautiful successes and you don't realize it at the time. Um, mm. And so that's kind of, that, that's the lesson that I would tell her. Cause I mean, we've all had that deep, you know, feeling of anxiety when things don't go right, or you make a mistake and it's like, it was all there for a reason, you know, it was going to mm. shape you to who you are. So yeah, that's what I would tell her. And please God study the Coast Guard. And just to <laughs> let you know, when I, when I started pursuing higher education, I was working on my um, associates. I purposely took um, a maritime history course oh. in college purposely so I can learn about the Coast Guard. And then I argued with oh. my professor when he didn't, he said the Coast Guard wasn't a military branch. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> so yes, yes. You're like, um, I beg to differ and I will. <laughs> Let's talk about this. <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. Well, Jessica, I know we'll have all your information on how to, you know, your in our show notes about, you know, who you are and what you do. But in case somebody wants to look up, especially your, your um, nonprofit right now, what's the best way for them to find you? Oh my goodness. So we are all over every um, social media that there is. If you can just search Inspire Out Foundation and you'll find us. The website is the same, inspireoutfoundation.org. Um, we try and update it regularly so you can see the projects that we're working on. Um, we love it. It's like our most favorite thing, you know? So yeah, come find us. And if you're interested in Giving Tuesday, it's December 1st this year. And, you know, um, our whole basis around our movement is acts of kindness, not donations, not monetary driven. I think mm -hmm. that's why it was so successful last year is it's open to everybody and hey, you don't need to spend money. Like use your, you know, your, your time to give. So that's coming mm -hmm. up. So you can find out about that on our website too. Love it. Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Mm -mm. I mean, I guess the only thing I would say is um, if you do live in a community, see if you can find your military families, you know, mm. see if there's a way that 
because believe it or not, you are our family. You know, we, our first Christmas away, um, you know, we made civilian friends and we spent it with them. You know, that, that's how it goes. You only get truly home once or twice a year. And so you may have a family living in your neighborhood and not even be aware of it. So seek them out. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. It has been an absolute pleasure. It was fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.